Hello and welcome to season two of Roxall's very own podcast. This season we will take a look behind the scenes at Dundalk Football Club, where we will have some very interesting conversations with players and staff, giving you a real in-depth look into the lives of the lads, both on and off the pitch, with some cracking stories you won't want to have missed. Follow us on all our social media channels to keep up to date with the latest episodes and discover who we will be talking to. Come on the town. So our very first guest, we're kicking it off um, with a grandstand start. Uh, we've got Mr. Brian Gartland here. He's basically won everything uh, there is to win in in, um, in Irish football. He's an absolute Dundalk legend and hero. Um, and yeah, Brian, welcome to the podcast. So my intro. Thanks, Amelia. Appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, Brian, first of all, I suppose, uh, look, we'll get into the, the Dundalk stuff, um, what's going on, what's happened in the past and stuff like that, and what's, um, what's going on at the moment. But I suppose, first of all, tell us a little bit about, about yourself and growing up and where you're from originally. And, uh, from, from Knockline in Dublin 16, down to Rough Arnold Temple Oak, uh, Tala over that way. And, yeah, grew up normal, sort of, you know, neighbourhood and that. Yeah. Primary school was amazing. It was just sports, sports, sports. Yes, basketball yeah. school. Went to, went to school about eight o'clock every morning. Played basketball for an hour every single day. And then went into school. Uh, that was just something the principal there did. He loved basketball. Jerry O'Brien, he was one of the best coaches. Right. Um, then apart from that, I suppose, like, you had Gaelic, the teachers were Gaelic coaches in the local clubs. So you were up in the field playing Gaelic. Yeah. Um, playing soccer because the kids love football. And then even other teachers came in with Olympic handball for a couple of years. And because we were such a good basketball skill, we wiped the floor <laughs> with everyone playing that. Um, and yeah, even one teacher, you know, brings us up playing cricket. It was just, if the weather's nice, you know, it was PE every day. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It sounds uh, like my kind of school, all right. Yeah, so that's that's sort of you know memories of my childhood at that age, and my friends were all in that school. It was a small enough school for in Dublin. We'd say one and a half, two classes per per age group. It was in Ballyron and Ballyron Boys School, and group of friends that were just all sport mad. So then you go home and you just play football or <laughs> basketball or Gaelic or hurling or something for the day. Um, all very good at sport actually. Because they're all, you know, we're all coming through the same sort of thing, coordinations yeah. and that. And uh, Michael Darren McCauley, you know, it's been said, I've said it a few interviews before, he would have been. Hey, you're in the same class, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, same class. We played basketball together, we were both point guards and same yeah, Gaelic yeah. team and hurling team and everything like that sort of thing. So that was the sort of standard of, uh, well, I'm not going to say athletes because we were kids, but, you know, standard of yeah. sports, we were playing against each other. Um, so you, then, so you really had a love of basketball before even football? Uh, no, football was always the, was always it, yeah. the number one. Always the number one. Yeah, it's. I don't know why. It's just, it was just, you know, it's, it's I was fed football. every sport. I loved every sport and I still do. Football just always had this little bit more over me. Um, yeah. And then my brother's about four years older than me. So, you know, as soon as you're big enough to play and you're playing with him, like he's batting me sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. so you have to learn quick and... We had a little patch out our back garden. It was tiny, uh, just concrete. Or, yeah, it was just concrete it over. And we two walls at our end. You paint a small goal that's probably about two foot wide. And that yeah, was us yeah. end to end, just one-on-ones. And same in the, on the road before there was 20 cars, you know, back yeah, on the yeah, street. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, it was a one car household, so there wasn't cars on the road and Brilliant. it was just back and forth the whole time. And then you the games on the green and that literally summed up me, me whole childhood, <laughs> just just constantly playing sport and football and you know, with everyone around. And do you think did that kind of did you have a wee competitive age even at that age, do you think? Or was that kind of you just enjoyed it, it was just fun? Yeah, it was. It was just it was just fun, but yeah. I suppose, you know, when you're good at something, you always enjoy it more again, sort of thing. Um, so I did always have that sort of competitive edge yeah. in me, you know. Uh, yeah, it was always that way from, I think, under eight was the first stage in football. I started that when I was, say, under six. I played it two or three yeah. years. And if I didn't win or something, that was the weekend. That was the weekend <laughs> mood, you know. And it, it got like that even more so into the teenage years. And, um yeah, it was just, that was just it. It just sort of, I don't think it was forced upon me around like that. It was yeah. just natural and that's just the way it came. Sort of and thing. when did, when did either people around you or when did you kind of understand that, geez, you're, you were really good at football or that you were, you kind of had this talent there? Is, is there any kind of moment that stands out? You're thinking, geez, you know, maybe was it secondary school or something that you kind of started getting ahead of the rest or no it was um, it was fairly young actually you know yeah. it was you know if I if I think back and properly yeah it was fairly young that it yeah. was and that sort of thing but when I went into secondary school um, secondary school didn't play football didn't have PE actually right. so this was a killer for me <laughs> no PE hall and, and no uh, PE in it at all so for me uh, it was an absolute killer yeah yeah um, uh, especially having no football I actually wanted to change school then because of it and I thought I'd been going to a different one but it was the local one and all the friends had gone to yeah um, so yeah so it was just it sort of from a young age was you know so, yeah you realise you're I was ahead and then I'd go so we left the local club and went to another club and yeah. uh, did really well there and um, they were top of the best league in Dublin or we came yes, second yeah. in, in that league and semi-final of the All-Ireland I think that was like under 12 or something so you're competing at that level then but I um, I moved to a club over in the north side in Blanchard South yeah. and it was because the Ireland under 14 manager now I was under 13 so I moved there and he'd coached me when I was younger and he was taking over the academy and his nephew was on that team right, and he yeah, was taking yeah. over that so he asked me to go and it's not, I idolised this man like, yeah. because his football and brain he taught me everything and um, yeah when I got there the, the majority of the team I got with the old manager to home farm bees or something now they were, had been in the same league as the team that I was in so I right. was like yeah, yeah. staying the same yeah so uh, we got absolutely battered that season <laughs> <laughs> and as a centre half you're getting rings yeah, you yeah. know goal going by you and by you and, uh, <laughs> and so yeah so it wasn't what it was meant to be the M50 was being redone like just little things like this I remember the yeah, M50 yeah. being redone it was going from where at the Tala turn off to Blanchardstown and it would take two hours to get there so uh -huh. I'd leave school at four get picked up at half four and over there for half six and it was just, at a young age at 13 then, that's tough enough and you then know? you're getting home at 10 o'clock at night sort of thing and yeah. that's at least two evenings a week and um, so it's uh that was that turned up into being a bit of a tough time sort of as well as growing up then because 
football wasn't going football was my sort of identity you know like yes, I said I was yeah, in, yeah. the schools didn't play football I was always known as the football and the, you know the player in the area sort of thing and um, and then the folks at home it was, it was a tough enough time they were separating and stuff like that yeah so that that period then you know from what 13, 14 to to 16 17 like that was tough sort of thing and I wouldn't have excelled in football yeah you know, at the top level, like I have been before, sort of thing. So yeah, uh, yeah. But in me was always this, this dream still of really playing, playing the Premier League. You know, and that was yes, yeah, that was yeah. still always the be all and end all. And you that's know. what you were going for, even at that thirteen, fourteen. That's what. Yeah, I was so serious about really, it. Like, yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah, I was saying when I was about fifteen and that, and I was like, "How can I make myself? How can I get quicker?" You know, yes, like that. Yeah, and this yeah. coach gave me a few drills. And uh, I'd be down the field on my own doing them and doing stuff by myself sort of thing. So, um, yeah, so it's sort of, you know, I, I realised, you know, I wasn't playing at the top and it wasn't where I was sort of yeah. thing. So as a young lad at that age, it was it was really hard to take. And then you have the other stuff going at home in terms of, you know, and, and trouble with friends at school and, yeah, you know, like yeah. a bit of bullying and stuff like that that a lot of kids go through. Yeah. It was a mad couple of years, so. And how, how did you deal with that or what was what was your kind of way of kind of getting through that I suppose or was it football uh, yeah football is your escape yeah. like football is your escape for whatever it's an hour or 90 minutes yeah. whatever it is you can't think of anything else so yeah. you know it was the same when my dad died there in 2014 and yeah. you know like just take whatever time off you need I was like no I, like I was in the hospice with him at the time but I'd leave to go training because that just kept the head right and yeah, that made yeah. you happy and the, the endorphins that come with exercise and but it was your escape that you can't yeah. think about all the crap sort of thing so it gives you it gives you a routine I suppose and it keeps your head right and it gives you a purpose as well I suppose and yeah. you can like everybody has stuff going on I suppose in their own lives but at least that gives you an outlet I suppose to yeah sport not just football like sports yeah, because like general, I said yeah. I was playing basketball like I'd be playing with the basketball team we're playing Gaelic team I gave up to Hurling probably about 13, 14 um, so you're training at least twice a week for all yeah. of them and at the weekend you're playing three matches maybe on the same day and yeah, you know yeah. and stuff like that so um, so that was like that's what I lived for yeah, no matter was... not just football but just any sport and then you're watching whatever and we only had one or two games on the weekend then yes. you know and you're watching yeah, the yeah, game yeah. And then, like I said outside of that you're, you're playing playing with my brother at that age yeah, like I said, you you know, it's just coincided with um, most people understand go through this in school, like sort of thing. Whereas a group of friends when I was growing up, and um, all I wanted to do was play football, and they got yeah, to the age yeah. where there was smoke and drink and girls coming yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, you got and, the temptations started coming in. Yeah, and I wasn't maybe I wasn't that cool that that early, or whatever. And just you know, wanted to play sports sort of thing. Yeah. So we ended up losing a lot of friends that had grown up with since I was like five or six. Sort of yeah, thing. yeah. So that was those few years were, were tough, but sport was sport, and I have to say, my brother and me and my mom, like, because they obviously recognise it, and you know, my brother, you it? yeah, my brother take me out to you know to the games of football with him and his mates, sort of thing. So yeah. maybe that's where it, where I toughened up because they're all four or five years older. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to. I was playing with them then. You know, every day for a year. Or yeah, a couple of you have to. Yeah, kind of have to get. Oh, you get battered. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, have to give it back as well. And so yeah, so that's you know this. That's sort of the synopsis of, you know, just a normal childhood yeah. thing, but sport was, was central to everything. Yeah, everything. yeah. The world revolved around it nearly. 
Yeah, and like I said, it wasn't just football, it was every sport. Yeah. I always think that's vital for kids to play other sports, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You have yeah. two young boys and I can't wait to get them on the pitch, whatever it may be, you know. Yeah. Ideally I'd love them to be playing football, but if it's hurling or if it's gar or if it's basketball, whatever, it'd be just a, a team game, I'd love them to see that, you know, because even for my own self, going into business and trying to manage teams coming through the ranks and coming through playing, you know, like like yourself, not at not at that level, obviously, but even playing up with the rock and getting into the seniors and stuff, it, it makes me and it's Yeah. I, um, I, I still hold I think that group mentality and that culture that you kind of develop. I think it still stands to me in how I manage my teams now, you know? Yeah. And I think coming away from even the group and the team mentality is that you meet so many different people, right? And you find out and I still learn it in football the whole time. It's not that I'm naive anymore. I just like, this is my way. I, I'm not a, just about myself, but in football, yeah. when you get to a professional level, the majority, you know, a lot of people are about themselves and, yeah. and that's grand. And I should be like that because I've got my fingers burnt by people and I've got sort of, how would I say, done over a couple of times, you know, yeah. because I've been saying me too honest or, you know, or trustworthy or, you know, trusting to people. But when you're when you're growing up and playing sports, I think, like I said, you've got the team mentality and you've got the group and, and yeah. together. But the amount of people you come across, and this is something that I always, um, you know, I think is a, maybe a, one of the strengths of mine is an understanding of people from different backgrounds. Because from me going over to playing Blanchardstown that time, I'm playing with a lot of lads from completely different yeah, area yeah. to mine. Mine was middle class and a lot of lads playing a working class. Yeah. Uh, from different areas, from different backgrounds, different struggles. You know, uh, you're learning that at an early age. Yeah. Without even realizing subconsciously you're learning how to interact with, you know, other other people who come from different environments or different well, backgrounds. That's it. And and the same thing with like, you know, lads over in more affluent areas, yeah, you know, exactly, play, play yeah, with yeah. them sort of thing. And in the end, it comes down to this. It doesn't really matter. You are who you are, sort yeah, of thing. But, and I'll see this open when my mates hear this sort of thing. But I have friends at home <laughs> and they've, they've, like, they would have just been in the area and come to, and anything less is, oh, they're knackers or all yeah, this or yeah, all that. Yeah. You know, you know, just mainly because they might have a more inner city voice and, and stuff like that. Um, and I think that comes from maybe, I'm not saying being sheltered, but they weren't exposed to, all these different people through sports yeah. and you know not that that was the aim of it sort of thing it's just happened because I went to play for teams of different areas different makeups um, and then obviously with professional sports you're coming yeah. like, you don't even choose you know yeah, what sort exactly. of team you're yeah, going to yeah, you go to that team and whoever they sign it and everything like that but yeah. you have an appreciation or I have an appreciation now that um, you know it doesn't matter where you come from whether you've yeah. a heap of money or you have nothing and stuff like that is that I've seen the best and the worst of, of people from from every yeah. sort of and when, when you're in life. that team environment you're all working for the same goal ultimately mm -hmm. you know yeah so you don't maybe you're more likely to put your foot in, or put your feet in someone else's shoes you know when, yeah, when exactly. situations yeah, arise yeah. and maybe not have as much you know sort of prejudice or things sort of thing so that's that's a massive thing I then listen yeah. maybe that's just my opinion everyone will say it's, it's a load of no, I think can you're. You I think you're dead right. You can, can't yeah, work away. Shite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they'll look over there first. <laughs> like, well, people say it's a lot of shit, but yeah, like for sports, like obviously, and then the knockbacks is the other thing. As a kid, yeah. if you're learning, like, and especially if it meant so much to me as a kid that 
like from that age, we, we, my goal was to play in the Premier League and play for Ireland. Yeah. Ireland was the ultimate for me to play for the country. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so from that age, that like every setback, you just sort of had to deal with. And you like, yeah. I suppose it must have been the people around me that I suppose built me that I never sort of say, oh, that's it, or I'm giving in, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sort of, it, it did the opposite to me. <laughs> yeah, I just work you're... harder. I go off even from a young age and work on if I thought you know I need to be faster I need to be went to signed up for a gym on my own when I was young enough sort of thing yeah. right I need to be stronger because I was playing with older lads and um, just More to find yeah on. instead of making excuses you yeah. try to find a way sort of thing yeah um, and trying not to blow my own trumpet here like I could t- I'll tell you my weaknesses straight out as well but yeah yeah that mentality whether it was instilled in me from people at home and I think probably my mother and her working life she was uh, a big businesswoman so you know a lot of her experiences I saw yeah. behind the scenes of uh, and the hardship sort of of it so yeah so I'd say the likes of that sort of yeah. you know must have molded this sort of thing I mean absolutely I'd say you've seen that from a young age as well it's, it always helps as well you know yeah like my mother she worked for Littlewoods Ireland but it would have been a family album when it first came in right, so you yeah, know the online yeah. business so yes, she worked yeah. for them in the UK and when they set up over here or they were setting up, they asked her to come over from Manchester and she started off at the bottom and worked the whole way up to the top and she was a director for, I don't know how many years, she worked there for 40 odd years. Yeah, yeah. So a woman, like when, when people talk about women in business yeah, and yeah, the inequality yeah. and sort of prejudice, if you say, like, I can tell you it's rife. Like, you know, yeah. not that she's out of it, she's retired a while now, but you know, going years back, like, you know, you see the tears behind the scenes and you see yeah, exactly. the crap she's dealt with. And, the hard um, work she's put into. Yeah, and sort of a bit of dismissal to her because she was a woman and yeah, yeah. Uh, being left out with certain things. And, you know, whereas, you know, I guarantee if, if she was a man, it was it was different sort of yeah. thing. So, um, yeah, so growing up at home with that and, and she worked like so, so hard. Like, you know, yeah. Um, before it was... I suppose fashionable to be doing your seven to seven, you know, sort of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she yeah. just had to do it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, that was yeah. her. Was no other way. She, yeah, and the hardest thing for her was she had to sacrifice. I suppose, like, <laughs> and she used to, she used to always say this to me. I used to say, "Oh, how come the other boys? You know, as in primary school, moms get to pick them up." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I used to break her heart, and oh, like, she says to me, "You know, later on, I was like." You feel bad, but you understand when you get old. When yeah, you get older, yeah, why she yeah. was doing it. But um, but that's the type of person she was. She yeah. was just yeah. She was driven. She was motivated. And, or she is. She's not. <laughs> Rub, rubs, um, rubs off you, and she still you is. Up. So yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's where I got it. And she had all that crap flung at her, like yeah. repeatedly for years. Um, and she still just got on with it and yeah. dug deep and went on sort of thing and I think and the question for you know so the first the first paycheck you got would have been a break yeah. was it 50 euro a week was that would that have been check or coins I don't know yeah so I heard I can't remember what podcast I was, I was listening to but um, I think it was um, Alex Ferguson used to say to all the lads your first paycheck you get you give it give it to your parents so did, would, would you have given that to your mum no, don't think so <laughs> don't think so um <laughs> Yeah, I know that didn't happen anyway. I could tell you that. Yeah, yeah, that was for Bray. Um, how did you? So how did how did the Bray journey I start? I don't know if I even got it for Bray actually. No, <laughs> no, I went to Bray from 
I was playing schoolboy football and I went down when I was say, 17. Yeah. And yeah, I was referred by someone. Uh, John Curran was out at St. Francis who I'd been playing for for that year. And he referred me, to, he recommended me to someone in yeah. Bray with the physio, uh, Nikki. And then she said, come in, have a look or whatever. Yeah. And signed there and played the first year in and out. Like it was under yeah. 21s I was playing yes, for. Yes, yeah, yeah. So well, you yeah, were 17 yeah, at the time? Yeah, 17, 18. Um, 17 going 18, yeah. yeah. So played for a year, but I would have been, say, third or fourth or centre half sort of thing. So you play right, a bit. Yeah, yeah. But Bray were going well there. And a couple of lads, say, on the team would be called up to the first team. So you might play that week. Yes, them. yeah. And then the next, we won the cup on penalties actually against Pats. And uh, <laughs> there was five subs on each team. Yeah. And I obviously went to extra time on penalties. That's the only sub not to come on. <laughs> so my <laughs> mates had great crack. Yeah. And I always remember I was warming up in the centre half that was on. He went down injured about five or six times. Mick Roach. Yeah. And uh, he went down injured about five or six times. And in the end, I got sick of warming up. I was going mad. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving out. Go, run was on going, and pull him up yourself. He goes down again. Yeah, I'm not warming up again. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only one not to get on. Oh, um, but then the next year, obviously, lads that were under 21 or 19 or whatever, and move on. Moving and up, yeah. I ended up uh, being captain of the team. Doing the twenty ones at maybe nineteen or so. So it was yeah. you know, that was to me that was a big uh you know, I was delighted with things. Yeah. yeah, a lad at the end of schoolboy football under seventeen, eighteen used to call me BG real serious because oh, really? <laughs> you know the lads at football I was joking. Yeah, and yeah. That sort of thing. But, um, so you kinda had that still, leadership. Yeah, I was still serious early. about like I loved football and it was fun. It was you know, it was always fun training and the yeah. lads were great cracking. Yeah. But uh yeah, I obviously always had this little bit more seriousness to me because yeah. I suppose I was just always chasing this goal. Yeah, um, yeah. And even, yeah, so I uh, went around a bit away with it. And um, yeah, with Bray, I got suspended for four months. Uh, yeah, there was confusion about that. Was that actually you that no, something was, happened with a ref there or something? Yeah, was there or? at the end of a game, anyway, there was war over the referee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wasn't the best officiating of it and we got knocked that cup we were in we were knocked out yeah um, I ended up me and Willie Tyrrell we played in the league for a few years our first tour and Willie grabbed his wrist and I had a few choice words for him and, and <laughs> left before <laughs> before it got out of hand right. and um, so I was over at the dugout with a couple of staff actually the, the older man and uh, um, yeah so it was letting me frustration out in the dugout and uh yeah. the whole team and manager and everything were over but it turns out there were 14 put his, <laughs> put his hands on the referee and the linesman said he saw four oh. and it was only on the bus on the way home oh, that, no way. Uh, that you were obviously one of the lads four. was saying oh, I grabbed him I didn't listen on and nothing happened like, they didn't even they mustn't have seen it or something like that yeah, yeah. and then someone says to me he was around number 14 I said oh, for f- <laughs> so you got called up for hearing so and got, got banned done. for yeah and I had a disciplinary hearing oh, at the FBI and um, I was disappointed with Bray and how they dealt Dead with it. it I was going to get my mum was saying she was raging because it was termed as assault yeah in the FEI's books oh, and um, so she was raging she wasn't happy with that and she was like do we do we get our own solicitor then or something you know yeah yeah and I was like no the club we're going to look after for the two of us but um, I was sitting ducks mm. uh, and so that didn't obviously and, help no, yeah, well, no, that didn't help. Team and you know, and, uh, yeah, I'm 
captain of the 21s at that age and yeah. I'm training with the first team and we're mid-table in the Premier and it was yeah. a strong, you know, well, I think it was strong then. There was big money floating about the league. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so my goal was right, get into the break team, get into yeah. the Ireland 21s, you know, yes, a couple of yeah, years to yeah. do it and, and play that sort of thing. Like every player should be, you should yeah. have those goals and aspirations because... Uh, otherwise I don't really see and it. what happened there because you ended up going to Monaghan the following year was it? Shelburne first oh Shelburne yeah then, so yeah. so um, yeah Eddie Gormley Pat Devlin was manager uh, Pat was great like he brought me into the first team and, yeah and that and I was getting more involved I was on the bench and stuff and then Pat was gone and Tony McGurk was in for 10 games and I think he got he was on another 21 coach at the time I think he got one point so he was gone right yeah, yeah. 30, and then uh Eddie Gormley came in, who would have been with Cabin Teeley last, I think, and that. So uh, I came back for pre-season and I'd signed the contract. It was 50 or 100 quid or something. You know, yeah, 50 yeah. and 100 when you play a game. And, you um, weren't driving a Maserati yet? No. <laughs> I didn't. It wasn't. I didn't care about the money. It was just... Yeah, of course. Yeah, just getting the experience. Just football and just progressing. Um, I was in college and UCD doing a degree at the same time in sports right. management and science and stuff like that. So um, Eddie came back. I came in pre-season and there was no number for me. And there was other lads signed from St. Bowes under 21 and a couple of others. Yeah. And their gear was down. They had a number and stuff like that. So I just... And is that how you were told? This? No, no. They, I just went into them and said, listen, obviously not a thing. Yeah. You know, I've been top of the under 21 league. I've been, you know, I've been yeah, playing well yeah. in it. A decent player and that sort of thing. And if I wasn't even going to be... I'm not in the plans then for him sort of thing so yeah, yeah. now he said the opposite he said no not letting you go on loan I need you you know you're covered know, fourth or fifth choice or whatever um, so he said no and then it happened that shells remember they went bust and then, yes yeah yeah so this this is what happened is that like Bray the recession kicked in then yeah so the year before Bray were flying and the money was good at Bray even for yeah. part time and you had lads in the league at one, two, three thousand a week, sort of thing. Easy, yeah, um, yeah. And then the recession sort of came, you know, at the end of that year. Wiped that out. Wiped that out. And Shell's, uh, Shell's, all the players were gone and they took build a new team and they yeah. were taking a few players on loan for different clubs and that. So they then came to me in the last week before the window closed and said, listen, Shell's, want you? Right, okay. So Dermot Keeley signed me. We met him in a bar, in a bar at lunchtime on school down the road from where I live. <laughs> right, over a few points. <laughs> oh, I wish I had a few points. <laughs> and Dermot uh, was a gas character. And um, so I was there saying, he's like, what are you on? And uh, anyone knows Dermot, he's a real deeper voice. Like, yeah, yeah. What are you on? I was like, I'm going to push out here. I was like, uh, 120 a week. <laughs> you know, like, oh, chance you're up. Yeah. And, um, and he's like, right, there. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> you should have got more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then I came out after and I was chatting to somebody. And he worked, at, he was my coach at Bray, but he was a big involved in Shells, I think, or he was a big Shells fan. Yeah. Connections. And he said, oh, they were, they were going to be paying probably a couple of hundred, you know, and as a student. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> back then, you're about 15 years ago, nearly, or 13 years ago, yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, it, uh, you know, it was a big difference sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that was the first lesson learned there. 
Um, always, always aim higher <laughs> in those situations. Yeah, yeah, and I made the same mistake years, years later again at Dundalk once. But um, <laughs> now, listen, you always think that oh, was too easy. I should have pushed from. Yeah, yeah, you, you just, never know. Yeah, he could have turned around to you and said, "Hundred round, you mad." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so yeah, I suppose. And then, so after Shelton, obviously Monaghan was probably when it really. Yeah, Monaghan for three years. Yeah, yeah, I met Mick Cook and I loved Mick. Mick is a great fella. Yeah, um, I. You know, just such a genuine, nice fella. And Monaghan um, had a great team back then, didn't they? Was, yeah, well, not when I signed. You know, there was a f- they, we played them with shells. I remember thinking, geez, they're a young team and they yeah. tried to play football. Yeah. And that, and I said, like, I wouldn't mind. I remember thinking that. And then Mick rang me at the end of the season. So I said, yeah, give it a whack. And um, yeah, went in. I think I played the first game. Then I was dropped for the next game. And then I was sitting there in the dugout watching a couple of lads playing I was like I can't be I'm not worse than these you know I'm yeah, better than yeah, these sort of yeah, yeah. and I remember that I remember I can picture it in my head sitting in that dugout during that game going I don't know if we were playing Wexford or something I'm going no this can't be yeah, yeah. this isn't me sort of thing so I got back in the team then after that and, then and when, when stuff like that happens would you be the first one into the manager asking you know how come I'm not playing or no. like no, what's the decision here? Not, sort of thing, not at that age. No, no, not at that age at all. Because you've no right to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I had no right to. You know, you need to earn it first. So, and that's what I went and done. Um, yeah. And thankfully for the, those three years, I never came out of the team there. You know. Yeah. And our team steadily grew every season, uh, and it was it was deadly cracking. Yeah. The group of lads that were there were deadly cracking. It was part time. We trained in Dublin, Clondalk, North Phoenix Park. Ah, oh, uh, so you still you were still living in Dublin, obviously. Yeah, so I was living in Dublin. Oh, right, happy like days, it, yeah. The wages weren't much, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like that's like expenses, one hundred fifty quid or something like. Um, so yeah, so finish off the degree and yeah, um, do a bit of coaching and stuff yeah. like that. So it was good. It was enjoyable. A couple of great friends from then, like yeah. you know, one of my best mates, Paul Whelan. I met him through that. Very good, um, right? And then a few other lads that I'm still friends with, you know, from yeah. there. So and that you, was brilliant. You were voted player of the year as well. Was it the last season you were in there? Or? Yeah, I think it, I think it was. Like, um, I remember ringing up Mick to. I said, "Listen, I, I need to move on now. We missed out on playoff." Yeah, Shearsy scored the win, and Shearsy scored an OG in extra time. <laughs> uh, Don Tierney, I skipped at the time, knocked the ball. It's gone miles wide. Hit Shearsy and went in in the hundred and nineteenth <laughs> oh, minute. Jesus. We went celebrating. The wall collapsed from the fans. Oh, Literally boy. a foot from me and Dahmer at the bottom of this pylon with the players. And all you see is blocks falling about a foot or two Jesus. feet away. And so it took a few minutes clearing them off the pitch. <laughs> and when we got up, uh, it was like the 120 odd minute and they're just yeah. playing a minute. Uh, <laughs> we conceded. <laughs> After such and great went, celebrations. And I went to penalties. Yeah. Um, so Shazy from being the villain then and yeah, it just yeah. happened we were I thought we were winning the penalty shootout and then two of our lads missed and then Shazy was I don't know if he was 6th or 7th or something like that and he became he, a hero uh, he slaughtered it away yeah as he does with penalties yeah, yeah, he's, good, yeah. he's good on him he slaughtered it away and so when we didn't get promoted I was like right that's that's yeah, me yeah. we played against Bowes and Pats and loads of teams in the Cups and we we bet a couple we got the League Cup final beating them and we put it up to top teams and I'd yeah. have really good games against them. I remember thinking I thought it was easier to play against the Premier. Really, yeah. The Premier strikers and the thing because you're more focused and you're kind of that. But also, I find like like I go back to the fella that coached me about football yeah. and about defending and shape and play and 
sometimes when the standard goes down, you're, you're not playing against people that make yeah the right decisions. The right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah, say yeah. clever moves, but the yeah, right decisions. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's sometimes it's just harder to predict how they're. Yeah, you play. can't predict it, and it can just be the no no shape to the football. Yeah, that's why teams so even in the, the Premier League ball. and in you know in league here when you when you get a non-league team or a really low team you know yeah in yeah. cup games that the upsets can come in yeah because you're used to playing against you know, you know this and your shape and that sort yeah. of thing and that's not that's not the way they're playing yeah you know yeah, and yeah. it's gung ho and stuff like that so i i played really well against uh, the premier teams we've won a few games and against them in cups and i thought listen i'm good enough to play that yeah so it's time for me to move on now um but like I said, the recession came. I met Pat Fennon about eight a.m. in uh in yeah in Blanchardstown because I was yeah. going to work. I was working in Little Woods for a while. I was going to uh, going to work, so I said I'd meet with eight a.m. and I met Martin Russell at UCD and a couple right. of others. Yeah, say, yeah. Bowls were the same. They were in court. So there was a few teams after yeah. that stage. But um, yeah, and yeah, I was really tempted to sign for UCD because they. They make good footballers, yeah, and I thought yeah. they'd bring me on as a footballer. Yeah, two years um, there, and who but all the lads had left, like Finner and all these lads. Yeah, a lot of lads had left because they were only going to pay two players. Um, all oh, right. So the money again because recession. The balls yeah. were in court for not paying some players that brought the court and that. So I ended up signing for Portadown and uh, Nick Cook that, that was a that was a rash decision as yeah, well. At one point, was it? Yeah, I went up and met them. Uh, Pat McGibbon, the ex Man United lad. Uh, from up there, he said, "Listen, would you go and uh, and meet these?" And I said, "Did sure. you have an agent or anything at this time?" No, it was just myself. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> just myself. And so I um I went up by myself, and yeah, they sort of offered me a decent enough deal. Sterling, yeah, training one night a week, playing on a Saturday. Right. Um, kind of pissed off that I put so much effort into the last few years, and then yeah, I suppose cause of the recession coming the expectations of what you know if we went to sign for Premier Club yeah. that the money was half of what it was sort of thing and I was like so I said right I'm going to sign here for this money I'll take this money they'll give yeah, me yeah, yeah. the bonuses and that and did you move up then I'll just or? sign no I'll just sign for uh, for the rest of the season so that was January till May okay right and then I'll have a summer holiday for the first time ever in the yeah, 20s yeah, already yeah. I was 23, 24 then. and um and then I'll look in the summer and see what the story is with football down here because yeah. it was all over the show. But we went there, we won, there was second or third bottom. Matthew Tipton and Gary Breen from Dundalk signed. Oh, Gary moved up, yeah. Same yeah. month. And um, we won 11 games in a row and got to a League Cup final and ended up finishing fourth, I think it was, something like that. Yeah. And it was enjoyable. And I'll tell you what, they had a few, they had some cracking footballers. Yeah. We signed a few others and we had a great team good footballer team we knocked balls out with Satanta Cup and um, it was enjoyable yeah that side of things and it allowed me then to start coaching okay right you know other afternoons because it was only Thursday evening yeah, and yeah. Saturday afternoon so I was still living in Dublin and yeah. travel up and down <laughs> now I uh, I like my cars and I went to bought an RX8 oh lovely <laughs> when I was only about 21 <laughs> right um, and I got a loan out of the credit union and I went over to England myself. I was 20 or 21, went over to England. Yeah. And um, got the AA to do a check of this car, got a great deal. It was 
about 25, 30% cheaper than that. The cheapest yeah, one yeah. in the country here, you know, the yeah. time And I loved it. And I had it for two and a half years or whatever. And then I signed for Porto down. <laughs> and the recession came and petrol prices went up. <laughs> you couldn't afford to run it. Jesus God. I might as well be just have a petrol station on the back of the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we filled 180 quid a week. So then I was like, oh, after a couple of weeks, oh, I have to need to sell this. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to... I went to sell it and should a recession hit. Nobody wants a gas gun. Suicide doors on it or whatever they're called. You know, the door, little doors. Did you have the suicide doors? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. There's one up in the cold road I always see and I love the thing and I'm dying. I was love to say to you, man, because I spin of it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I tried to sell it, but sure, I couldn't sell it for months. Yeah, I don't think they would look too favorably on you pulling up in Port of Day and there's a suicide doors rocking <laughs> yeah. up. Don't so, lose uh, your man coming up here. Well, I, I did for a while because I couldn't sell it. So it was costing me fortune. <laughs> Um, and then I was flying through the likes of Tangier there that would be fairly uh, yeah. Protestant area coming back at night and all of a sudden you get these flashes in the middle of the road I was like what the hell is that this yeah. random light you can't see a thing and then uh, you just the lights my lights get closer and you'll see like uh, an army man standing in the middle of the road you know in the winter yeah, it's yeah. black like it's late it's like 10 night or something. and I'm looking at him and I get a knock on the window at the side and I just turn to the side there's a fellow with Oof, a your face. machine gun or whatever it is yeah. like big thing Jeez. stuck at the window <laughs> they must get oh there's this southern veg flying down the yeah, road or yeah, something, yeah, you know, yeah. he's after road. doing something dodgy and uh, now in fairness like it happened a couple of times and the lads were like the soldiers that's nice they're just doing their jobs yeah 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 but uh, it was an eye opener going up there to, I suppose, before they come to Dundalk. Yeah. You know, life on the border, a light, that sort of Yeah, life yeah, yeah. In Dublin, you're sheltered. You're sheltered from that. From yeah, all yeah. That. You think, oh, that's all over, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, even I remember growing up like it was only small and it was kind of blown over anyway by the time we kind of got up but even just going up and down you would have been stopped at a checkpoint every time with mm. soldiers with rifles and everything yeah. and and it was like as a kid so I, I, I still remember that you know yeah well um, yeah and I would have went we would have went to Belfast when we were younger I remember that but I suppose it goes back to like I was saying about as a kid playing football you, you meet people from different working classes the understanding yeah. of their lives I went up there and I had no clue what life was like yeah, for all yeah. people and I'm living an hour down the road. Yeah, it exactly. Was, yeah, I couldn't yeah, believe yeah. it after because I ported down, obviously, ported down quite Protestant area, but half the team was Catholics and we'd have great crack. We'd have really yeah, Catholics yeah. Protestants and taking the mix. Yeah, like, you know? yeah, yeah. And it, there was not a problem on the team, you know. And, um, but you would see the differences up north and, you know, the attitudes towards each yeah. other. Now, the lads on the team have to make that scramble, but, you know, in areas and stuff like that, and it was completely oblivious to it before. I yeah. thought, you know, everything's everything's grand um, and then so you know I was like well this is what they grow up in you yeah, know and yeah, then, yeah. well for both like I said for both sides like um, so like I said when it comes to Dundalk it wouldn't be the same as Dublin when it comes to, yeah, to that yeah, sort exactly, of yeah. opinion and, and <laughs> politics so um, it sort of yeah prepared me for a bit of an understanding yeah. because obviously when you go into that side of things and politics yeah, yeah Dundalk is a world away from Dublin yeah, you know, yeah, because absolutely. of the experiences of what people have come through yeah. growing up, um, and it's only I suppose from from meeting people through through sport that I've understood Jesus, that. Sort of yeah, absolutely. So I suppose that's the you know another way in terms of adult life and saying what it's like as a kid. You know that sport, geez, educates you on yeah. so much if you're if you're open to 
I suppose listening to people and stuff like that. So. Yeah. And then, so you played another season with Porter Down, and then you got a call from Stephen Kenny. Yeah, I fell out with the manager up in Porter Down. So, uh, <laughs> a few words at halftime one time. Now, listen, I got on great with Ronnie, yeah. and he, he was brilliant. Like, well, such a long term manager. Um, I mean, you're younger, you sort of you take the fumble about things. Yeah. And, and you look back in years, you I'd just say you were a bollocks to play to, to manage at some point. So, uh, yeah, one of, like I tell you, like, one of my weaknesses, like I said earlier, I have no problem saying it. And I know one of my weaknesses sometimes, you know, I should shut up when I, when I don't. Like, yeah. you know, even if it is a point that I'm right, just, you know, I might want to hear it or whatever. You know, it's it's better to keep your mouth shut. But at the same time, you know. You learn as you go. Yeah, it is who I am. So so that's it, you know, yeah. sort of thing. Um, you know, yeah, it's only as you're older, you, you sort of understand these things. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so okay, I said, ah, I was winding down the clock to leave there. Ronnie, I knew Ronnie didn't want me there after that. <laughs> and I know I didn't really want to be there. Um, and we, uh, yeah, so that was it. And I was back, had another holiday. Went to the Euros. Is that 2000? Or the year before. Ah, the best, 2012. Yeah, the best was having, years, a, yeah. having a month or summer off up there being in Europe. Yeah, yeah, Went to the yeah. Euros in 2012 for three weeks with the lads. Like, yeah, so yeah. That validated every decision about going up to Porto. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so when I came came back, I was training with Shells for a few weeks and I was sick of travelling. Right. And I trained with Drada a few times. Mick Cook was the manager there, but they were going into Europe. So he was trying to get a couple of lads out to free up a bit of money and they're yeah. not going to leave before Europe in case they get through a round of the bonus and different stuff. So I would have signed for Shells. I was sick of traveling as well and played a friendly for them against Peterborough. And I played really well. Um, so he offered me straight after the game. After really, weeks, yeah. of tra- weeks of training when hadn't off me out and, and then off me straight after the game. But it, it was like, to be honest with you, it was a couple of hundred quid. And I was like, yeah. I just said to my need a bit more. And I just, to my own headspace, yeah, I couldn't yeah. sign, but, you know, but I, and so the next morning he rang me Johnny McDonald and said listen I'll give you there's another hundred or so on top of it and I said right all right I'll have a think about it and then Mick Cook was ringing me then so I said listen I'll have a think about it and I rang yeah. so I did miss call from Mick rang him back uh, and he's like don't do one yeah I'm trying to do this blah, blah. and then I did miss call from another number and a voicemail left when I was on the phone to Mick and I was like, so anyway I got off and I listened to that with Stephen Kenny it was completely out of the blue, like yeah. Um, so you, at this point, you didn't even know Dundalk were interested, or Stephen was watching you, or no. You'd played, no. you would have played I don't against know if Stephen, Stephen and knew he was interested. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was struggling at the time. Yeah, I played against Stephen in the first division. Um, so he would have, he was seen manager. You, you would have known him anyway. In the league actually that year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would have played against him uh, a few times that year. So he would have known me. Yeah. And listen, Stephen knows of everyone. Yeah, you know yeah, everyone. Yeah, he's he's a true man. Um, when it comes to that, he does his homework. Yeah, and even that, you know, we take note and it's great memory, and you know, he's nothing gets past him that way, sort of thing. So he, um, yeah, he rang me, and yeah, it was a, I suppose a, a long-winded thing. A, a short one was like I, I said, uh, oh yeah, I need time to think. He offered the same money practically. Yeah, yeah. And I said, right, I need time to think. Uh, but he wanted this on Wednesday. He wanted me to play Friday. Right, I had to okay. get international clearance because I'm different uh, country the league yeah. in. and they were short to centre half on Friday away to Derry and I remember thinking so he wanted me to play and I was like 
Jesus. And they were there or thereabouts, you know, top yeah, four, yeah. fourth, fifth, and that sort of thing. But they've been on it last two or three games. They've done well. I remember I looked into it. And that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sick of traveling. So he goes, uh, I got to think about him. Because you're after, waiting to see if they won on Friday. And yeah, it might be well, better set. That as well. But uh, not just that. But after, like I said, I, you know, I've made rash decisions. I was like, right, yeah, never yeah. decide that. Then go back, think to talk to my mom or, or dad or whatever and that and uh, my brother and get someone else's perspective and just get a bit of breathing space. Yeah, you know, absolutely, yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> Doesn't he ring me back about an hour later? So what do you think about it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he was dead, he's here. He's going to get me air yeah. And I was on the phone to him for ages then. I don't know if he even said that. but um, <laughs> And then he rang me that night again and, you know, it was just, I was like, this person wants me to sign. Yeah. Uh, and the only thing that sort of held me back was my rule I put on myself oh relax don't jump yeah, in time yeah, yeah. and that's what was holding in the, me back in the back of your head yeah obviously the, it was only the end of the season so the travelling wasn't a massive thing uh, there'd be lads going up from Dublin and that so anyway it wasn't going to go through in time for Friday so I said listen I'll, yeah. I'll wait and see and there was a hope like they did a good team you know it was promising and good footballers and doing well and picked up a bit of form so I was like chance of silverware you know yeah. if there's a slim chance of silverware down the line and uh, anyway they scored I think Massey scored played centre half to win 1-0 up in Derry because I always remember looking at it Massey yeah, was from yeah. up the road for me yes, yeah, but I didn't yeah. know him I was friends with his brother <laughs> I knew his two brothers better than I wouldn't have known him really right okay and uh, and then I, I signed on the Monday so um, yeah it was just literally went in training were you, were you straight in then on, on the Monday for training or? Yeah, I signed on the Monday afternoon and trained Monday evening. Yeah. And I remember, and I was thinking, oh, they don't have centre half. Rossi was playing right, was playing centre half, but he's a right back, really. Yeah, and, yeah. And that, and then I arrived up to train and Simon Kelly's there, and I was looking. And I played <laughs> against him in the first yeah, division, yeah, and he yeah. did New Year's, and he'd been back, didn't know he's back from Australia. And I said, oh, <laughs> I remember looking, going, Jesus, what have I done? I'm after being done here. You yeah, know, yeah, I'm going to sign for cover now. or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, me and Simon ended up playing together. Then the next week, I think down to Cork, um, you know, we full debut. And you scored a goal that game as yeah, well. Yeah, I scored two. Uh, sums up referees in this league. <laughs> Mark McNulty just jumped on the ground and he got a free out. And I tapped the ball in nowhere near him like he wasn't. Yeah, and yeah, that was yeah. my second, and it was within half an hour I scored two. I was yeah. thinking this is a dream <laughs> yeah, debut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was delighted with life, you know. I uh, came on against Bowles the week before for I don't know 20 minutes or something like that, yeah, so yeah. full debut and we were 1-0 down because Kildove scored an absolute scream or of a bicycle kick or a scissors <laughs> kick after about 8 minutes like I mean cracker yeah. even Hawks had even crossed it for him and um, I don't know who it was but uh, so when I got the equalizer, I was delighted because the strikers yeah. after scoring and yeah good game um, yeah and it just sort of Snowball. That was yeah. what well, that would have been 2013, yeah, yeah and July twenty. So you got close to winning the league that season, wasn't it? Yeah, we were just shy. We, you know, Pat's Pat's that year were brilliant side, yeah. brilliant football inside, and Christy Fagan up front and then his his movement. Yeah, you know, was so good. He's brilliant finisher, um, and his movement was so good. You're Killian Brennan in the middle with James Chambers, Greg Boulder was young and in the middle. Yeah, it was key fight I'm not sure. Maybe he was after, but um, I need Connor Kenneth at the half. Kenny Brown was excellent that yeah. year, you know. 
And when you first went into Dundalk, did you kind of get a sense that Stephen was molding this kind of super team to come or like was there was there momentum there was could you feel uh, at that stage or I'd be lying if I gave you all this yeah 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 I oh, knew yeah, I said, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah you could see it from the start I went in and I'm just thinking about like I went in and saw Simon Kelly and went that shite <laughs> yeah yeah I'm on the bench <laughs> you know, like, so I wasn't thinking about the team going that way I was thinking about <laughs> yeah, myself yeah, yeah, yeah. first of all um, and were you, were you, would, you have, would you have still been thinking would trying to get over to England still been in the back of your head at this point or yeah I sort of never give up yeah um, I've always sort of saying I was always saying listen I don't have to start you know putting a career before I'm in 20s yeah I was, yeah I was 26 then so that was the sort of time and I yeah. was saying right I'm going to put the career ahead of football now because I need yeah. to do something to be able to get a mortgage get a house to, yeah yeah you don't have to have a life and that sort of thing have a bit of security um, yeah so so that was that but then it was only three months at Dundalk and the the artificial pitch there was a big talk about it at the time yeah. about injuries and everything so I was sort of like oh I don't trust it or I don't know you don't know enough and about it a couple it. of people that had played on it at Dundalk like I said all oh, my knees and this and that um, so I was like right I'll give it a few months Yeah, and then I had the option to extend it another year Yeah, because um, he was offering me actually the year and a few months sort of thing yeah Um so I had the option to extend it another year um, and none of the, or, so I was sort of just like right the pitch was never a problem I don't yeah. know, for me anyway in terms of injuries yeah um, sure I got injured on the best grass pitch in the country like yeah, yeah, Talley, yeah you know yeah, this year yeah. um, and we didn't have loads of injuries in the Kenny era anyway yeah um, on that pitch um I've been playing, like I said, when I was up north and forth and down and training one night a week, I'd play two or three nights playing the Astro Leagues. Yeah. Maybe that condition before, for that. For it playing, as well, I yeah. spent so much time on it. So you would have gone from one day training with Bordown and a game to into Dundalk setup where actually back then you probably won't, you, you, were well, you, were you, you full time in there? Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. So it's similar right where we are now and then you go down. But when I was at Porto Down, I trained full time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was in the gym. I'd be in the gym by half nine maybe yeah ten o'clock between half nine ten I'd be in the gym do an hour an hour and a half um, I'd go do a bit of coach have a bit of lunch do a bit of coaching then go training yeah and then go home or actually we ported down it wasn't training I'd go play Astro yeah the yeah, yeah. Um, I spent Tuesday nights I used to referee for that league they asked me to right okay um, so I'd spend they were hour long games I'd do three or four games in a night yeah, so right so I'd be constantly you know training full yeah, time yeah. in terms of for for that type of so it wasn't a huge transition no, going so into Dundalk training three days a week no I loved it like I loved fitness you. I loved the gym I loved yeah. trying different things and you know I was qualified PT a sports management degree and yeah, just, yeah. you know that was just me I loved all that so going into that um, there was a few other lads that, like John Sullivan and Richie Towell and uh, John Mountney would have I don't know if he was, he was would have been he would have been there already yeah like I don't know what, if think of back to 2013 I'm sure he was because he was always yeah. in good shape you know and you had a core of people there and that were motivated you know to your work outside yeah yeah and it sort of snowballed like you know it, it spread through the dressing room Darren Mean and would be in good shape like, yeah you know, yeah and it sort of spread through the dressing room and everyone's just sort and of and was that 
do you think was that Stephen Kenny kind of setting that standard of fitness that needed to be there to yeah, play, on, play on their teams or think, that was what was expected I think yeah you gradually you can only now thinking back listen, it's hard to think back yeah. exactly that time but to me I'd imagine how Stephen saw it is that right you know he demanded as much as he could from you yeah whereas if you go demanding like we're on you not much money like yeah, I, you yeah. know I think it was 350 a week or something yeah. part time football like if you go demanding the world from that some yeah. people might just tell you to go and yeah yeah so there's course. a fine balance and then maybe it's individualised but as a group there was always striving for more so we were yeah. always literally looking for a step ahead yeah. always looking to get ahead but the biggest thing I think was was the dressing room when yeah. they, you have a group of people like that and you're looking around, if, if you're not at it or you're not in some sort of shape or if you're carrying a, a heap of weight, like, yeah. you stand out like a sore tongue. And uh, you're left behind. And and people that didn't get into that routine yeah. were, were gone because they couldn't keep up with even, the physicality and the fitness. And Yeah. But even back then, you you know, you kind of had a strong leadership team. You'd like Stevie O'Donnell, you had Roy Higgins, yourself, like strong characters in the dressing room so I'd imagine coming in as a player there wasn't much room like Stephen probably didn't have to probably pull people up too much did he or like I'd say accountability was there yeah. within the squad well he, he did and, and he didn't like I suppose the earlier it is the more he, he had to yeah yeah and he always was on top of stuff right yeah. um, and it's like I suppose you know your kids I always say that <laughs> Like, you know, some people are like, oh, don't raise your voice to the kid or just that. <laughs> I learned, and a lot of us learned with this element of fear, the fear yeah, of getting in yeah. trouble, right? The repercussion of your actions sort of thing. And there has to be that sort of element. Now, yeah. because otherwise people just do what they want, yeah, right? And in an environment, a thing like that, you need it to be structured yeah. to an extent, right? Um you need it to be monitored and you need to have some sort of repercussions yeah. if you're not at it. That's what I think, right? Yeah. Now, that's how you see even probably more on top of it the earlier you are or the earlier we were in the, in his tendency. But as the years went by, the group matured. Like I was 26, Stevie's the same year as me. Yeah. Rossi was there the first year and then he was gone. Apart from the keepers, me and Stevie were the oldest players, I think. Yeah. And then yeah. Higgy came in. Like that's 26, 27, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not old for, you know, experienced footballers. Yeah. And, um, and I hadn't exactly been playing at the top, you know, of the premier and, and yeah. you know, stuff like that. Stevie obviously had been about, and that. but you had characters that just continuously grown yeah. and would take their, their place in the team. And, and then as it went to that, Stephen intentionally or not, I don't know, you'd have to ask him. He built this thing where, the dressing room would look after that side. Yeah. But we couldn't look after that side in terms of the senior players. And I'm just saying, me and Stevie, there could be five, six, seven, eight lads. Yeah, of course. You yeah. have to have a collective like that. And you have to have the majority like that. If you don't have the majority yeah. like that, you're going to lose it. The other majority will take over sort of thing. Exactly. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. that's how I'd look at it. Um, and then you'd use that culture and drive. Yeah. Um, so, but, who, so who would, Stephen would have probably been setting the culture but driving it through probably, I don't know, four or five kind of key players. Yeah, well, it, it yeah, it just sort of 
that's just the happens. way it was yeah, then. yeah it's not that you're there driving it through well you drive it through by your actions yeah yeah you know if you're in shape if you're doing your yeah. stuff if you know you're not making excuses for yourself and yeah. you're you know you're leading by example for for those that have just come into the club even yeah you know it's, this is how it's done but you don't have to tell people they just see it yeah and then they they go from that's there. the that's the way to land yeah um but that wouldn't work and especially the gym culture and all that like and we would call people up on sometimes not not people sorry but we call the collective up on it and yeah. i know you go back to the last year that stevie was there and myself and stevie once or twice i had to call say a meeting and stevie yeah. wouldn't have known about it right just okay. say because you don't want we're a team right so yeah, you look yeah. out for each other and that sort of thing but yeah. you don't want to be throwing lads under the bus and what would you be talking about like lateness or well no it's just like standards higher, like, standards yeah. are just slipped and we're shy but yeah. we were winning right yeah yeah. So we, we talked about we were winning so we couldn't flag them up on it but then something happens that was a really poor result I said yeah. right now's the time to address this sort of thing and you did it then maybe Stephen didn't know because physio might have known and physio yeah, might have told yeah, him or yeah. something like that I'm you sure know, he would have probably had an idea but we we're not able to do that or and it's like I said, it's not just two, it's like three, four, five, six, seven players, the senior players. Yeah. Uh the collective. You're not able to do that if there's no repercussions from yeah. above you. Yeah, of course. Because other people just goes in one ear and out the other. Yeah. And, like if, and so if it's so not the majority. Not picking that up, you can't so necessarily yeah. police it. If he says, Oh, it's grand, yeah, 10, 15 yeah. minutes late for training, lads, don't worry about it. You can't turn around and say, Lads, come on, what are you doing? Yeah, no, sure. that that's the other side of things. We never had fines. Yeah, under Stephen's thing, you know, most clubs have fines and stuff like that, and you can believe it. That's grand. And back then, I probably would have been late a bit because I'm rushing from work. Yeah, I'm yeah. one of the few that actually, I suppose, worked at that work at the same time. I'm rushing yeah. and the stress sort of thing. And now, listen, you're you're so afraid you're getting in trouble. It's yeah. like that going back yeah, to being yeah, a kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously that's stressing me out and coming to that sort of thing, but. But it's it's grand, you know. It it worked like he managed it, but he didn't want to. Suppose he understood that people yeah, don't yeah. money and money coming out of your pocket and stuff like that. So of course, um, you know his ways built built this. Yeah. But like I suppose going back to the to the topic of you know people always say the dressing room let it, it didn't well the dressing room did, but it wasn't just one two individuals. It was a collective. It's a majority. Yeah. And the majority of the squad was like that, so there's not much yeah. to do. And when it is, it's pulled up on, it might be once or twice a season. Yeah, And yeah. sometimes it might even be just, you're waiting for an opportunity to do it. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that just resets the bar and refocuses everything. Yeah. And Stephen would do that perfectly. But there'd be a time, yeah, like lads would have been out at the weekend and then we'd have poor result and they shouldn't have been out because the games are too close together or something like that. Yeah. Might have happened once or twice. And you know say your piece and then so that's what and then like I remember one of us would talk and then the other would row in behind and then yeah you know if you're young lads and you're new lads you're looking going they're all all the you know all the lads that have been here a while yeah pissed about this whatever sort of thing or and that and even the lads that even if it was the senior lads that were coming (laughs) under that that were out yeah yeah they're taking on the chain and they wouldn't tell you know and say because they know they're in the wrong yeah and that's it and for the collective good but none of that was able to happen if there wasn't yeah. 
repercussions or a fear of repercussions or a fear of, of above sort of thing. So, something I heard about Stephen before, um, I know Stephen quite well just from coming in and out and I, I love having chats with him. He's, he's such an intelligent man and his mind doesn't stop going. You're talking to him one minute and, you know, we're talking about business or whatever. And what I like is he always asks me, I'm trying to ask him what's, what, what I should do or how is this man management style yeah, or how is yeah. this and trying to get little nuggets of information yeah, yeah. out of him. But he keeps around, oh, and how's business going down? And what's this going on? What are you doing this? And geez, that's great. And I love what you're doing there. And, and you, you can't get a word in, you know? Yeah. But um, his mind doesn't stop. You ask him a question and you're talking about it. And then all of a sudden he, he'll stop. And then he'll turn around and go, geez, I must, uh, I, need, I, I just need to do something there, Dan. And he'll walk away. And I'm like, geez, he's after thinking of something there to do with the Irish setup or somebody yeah, or he something, needs to yeah, call yeah. or something. You know, Maybe he just wants to get away from you. Maybe that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is, actually, to be honest. A lot of lads say that down here. I'm St- only that. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Kenny's out there. Hold Dan back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's, yeah, like you said, he's, a, he's very yeah. intelligent. And, um. I suppose what I love about most is different. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not just you know, run of the mill sort of thing. Like yeah. you said, he thinks differently, and that's why he is who he is, and he is where he is. Yeah. Um. See, I heard I heard one thing then about him. So, I think it was Patrick Huben who was telling me that the Cork game, you're one 0 down, last game of the season, 2014. You need to win to to win the league. He comes in at half time. And he just sits down beside us and says, next goal, get the next goal, we'll win this. Is that true or is that yeah, is something like I, that happen? I, or? It was fairly calm. Um, it was fairly calm, I remember, yeah. at time. And a couple of minutes later, we went out and scored the next goal and yeah, the rest um, obviously is history. Yeah, to me, the, the biggest <clears throat> thing about that week is... And I suppose, again, it's what he's created in terms of we, we weren't leading the league the whole way through until the last week, yeah. two draws. And then they only needed a draw in our place. But yeah, you want to see the crack we had that week. Yeah. If you want to see the atmosphere of the lads that week and then the chat amongst us, none of us had won that before. Yeah, like, yeah, we won yeah. the League Cup that year. Yeah, That was it. Like, But we were like, it's not an arrogance. But, you know, because we wouldn't say it outside ourselves. But yeah. we were all like, well, we don't go to draw games anyway. Yeah. So if we had a one the other day and a draw, we needed, yeah, it's grand. You go to win it. If you don't win, you draw. You, you yeah, win yeah. But like, we go to win games. When we go to play Cork and Royals, we go to win games. Yeah, yeah. And we were never, never as confident. I remember saying it before going in, I was laughing, you know, that week going, all lads are buzzing. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, buzzing yeah, and yeah. not. They're raring to there go. Was like. no, there was no fear. Yeah. Well, maybe there was, but I can't remember anyone showing it. And just the chat and that was like, Oh yeah, we we'll win. We we'll win. Yeah. Um, we're just a better team. We're we're better than them, especially on the day against them. Yeah, and um, at home as well. Sorry, and at home and as at well. At home as well. Yeah. yeah, there's no better way to win it. And and it, you know, some of that must come. Like I can't pinpoint what it is, but Stevens obviously built that team and those those type of characters. Yeah, in his team, um, and the positivity he feeds too. Because, like I said, he'd be like that. Um, the change for the situation and for yeah. the individual, like his man management, excellent like that. Like that's what you'd love to see. Yeah, inside his head because he's so good at it. Um, but that the build up to that week. Um, and yeah, maybe maybe he felt he needed to calm a few people down. You know, at half time, but yeah, we were. F- 
they had a couple of chances early on, but we were fairly in control. Yeah. And it was just about getting the goal. So we probably just, was just like, right, relax, don't panic, keep doing what you're doing and to get the next goal sort of thing. But yeah. um, that week, I just I just knew we'd win. I don't really? know. Yeah, I just, yeah. there was no one, a couple of the other, few of the other lads did. Like it just, yeah. which is extraordinary. And for me, it was extraordinary at the time because I'd never been in that situation before. I'd never yeah. won anything, you know, really before. So to have that, it's like where where does that come from? Yeah, but yeah. That's just what that team was bred to be. I suppose when you look at that, it's probably it probably kickstarted what was to come the next couple of seasons. But when you when you start looking at teams, I suppose now even you take Liverpool for example, they go win the league one season and like they were absolutely flying, playing some of the best football you'd ever seen, mm. and then they're shocking the year after. Like I suppose, what's your kind of was it was there anything in within that makeup of the team that kind of was like right lads we need to kick on here now this isn't like you've reached the, the pinnacle of winning, winning the league there for Dundalk and for like you said even for yourself it was the first time probably mm. a lot of the players had had, yeah, had achieved that you know yeah. um, and there's very much like after okay you've gone you've had a great season you've won the league after that you know you, you've reached your goal as a, as, yeah. a, as a unit you know and then you have to refire and do it again does it does it add pressure does it take pressure does it ease pressure or um, you know it's hard to maintain you that you put pressure on yourself yeah like the best way to put it is like you opened up rock salt out black rock right yeah and you're getting going you're probably not completely reached the goal you want here yeah well what have you done you went and opened up one in town yeah yeah true yeah you know yeah. you add pressure to yourself because you just want to succeed and, and that's the next step and you're pushing yourself to do to do more yeah Um. and with us yeah we won that Um. but that wasn't the end goal yeah it's like right well we can be better yeah we can win more and the other thing I suppose the difference is like when, when you look at Liverpool that way um like everything and especially sport is in your head yeah. the majority yeah. of it's in your head it's confidence you can be the best player in the world one day and then a week later yeah, people yeah. tell you you're useless um, yeah. you look at Liverpool they lost you know said the half had a couple of bad results of course yeah yeah and confidence just drained from people and you know their ways of doing things have to change and then obviously the mindset and the confidence of the players they didn't have that confidence there and it just went down and sort of you know, a wormhole sort yeah. of thing. Um, with us, in terms of, we didn't lose players. We got rid of, we've maybe moved on two or three people Yeah, that might have been at the tail end and we signed people to improve the team. Yeah. And we were all at that age where you're all getting better. Like I was just gone 27, but I was sent a half. So, yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah. at a good age for sent a half. You're, you're signing a lot of lads for early 20s. Yeah. And there was only signs of improvement for a lot of them. Um, and the hunger, the hunger comes from, I suppose, again, we go back to Stephen, but he signed players that have this hunger and this sort of trait and personality. Yeah. But he also, like, he'll always, always push it. Yeah. In in there. Um, so then we go and win it again and we had first, or we had, we'd been in Europe, we'd been Hadjik split in a way. Yeah. Game in 2014 so then the next one was right 
Europe, you know, as well. Yeah, as, yeah, as that, well was next, that was the that was an ex-pinnacle to make. Next title, but then a bit of Europe, and then we played <clears> Bate, and like yeah. there wasn't loads in the game. They came over to Oriel in second leg and shut up shop, and we just couldn't break them down. Yeah, there, yeah. And then it's like, right, that's what we got to be. Like, yeah, like you're not too far from them. And this is, I suppose, you're going out by the odd goal sort of thing, and, and yeah. then Champions League or group stages all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so then I suppose you're building then for what was 2016. Getting into the group stages. Yeah. And uh, an important factor in the whole thing has to be the age and the profile of the players. Yeah. And their yeah. lifestyles. There's not many that have families. Not many that have kids. Yeah. Um, so your distractions from that way. Yeah. Like, because I tell you, it's a young man's league. Yeah, when, when exactly. kids yeah. come into it and you're trying to manage your, your sleep is one of your most vital things. You know, and your food and your organisation, your... Yeah, yeah, I struggle without playing professional football. So if you want to be a professional footballer, they all have to be on point. Like, and I'll admit, like my little lads knew too, and you know, a couple of times it it affected me. Yeah, in terms of you know, I wasn't a hundred percent at it because I was lagging behind on sleep, or I was yeah, not organized, and you know, your football was all up priority. It's twenty four seven. Yeah. and you know, my wife understands that when I'm playing and I'm lucky that, you know, yeah. um, and most of the lads were like that. Yeah. And anyone in their life realised that. Of course, football, yeah. Football was first. Yeah. And football is first. Um, and everything else sort of has to take a back burner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's just the way it is. Like, um, whether we were on 300 a week or you're on, yeah, I don't know, yeah. the mega money that the fans are telling me people are on now yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's just the way it is Your football's everything it's, yeah. and that's it and if you don't do that you're not going to perform to your best yeah exactly so you, yeah. and then when you set your own standards the only way you know if you, if you don't keep that sort of lifestyle and organisation yeah. and preparation and, and everything you know you won't live up to your own standards and then it's, yeah. men, it's mental torture yeah, yeah, even that sort of you know confidence wise ego wise that way so yeah so the makeup of that team from Stephen's team through that era was yeah like if you look at it it was, it was on point as well it was young energetic man yeah yeah way, you he'd, know? he'd set up his stall and he was he was going after it yeah and so. then so I suppose today's bringing coming up to 2016 you've got AZ Alkmaar that was the first group first match away wasn't it yeah that was that was there class was, like, I don't know do you remember there was there was a group of supporters going up on uh, on a minibus up to the airport. Do you remember this? Oh, they broke down. They broke down, and uh, one of one of my good mates, Rob McLaughlin, <gasps> unfortunately passed away. Foods. Food, he yeah. was on that bus, and next thing, Stephen Kenny pulls the coach over. So the players are on their way up to the yeah. to get the flight over, and all these <laughs> lads come in. They're all the bus. I remember Foods telling me he's like, "Man, it was." It was so surreal. And I was like, geez, did you, did you get their autographs? Did you, like, were you saying, well, what's the crack? And he goes, man, I had, I had a couple of cans in me and I just didn't want to put them off. <laughs> and he was just pure fuck. He said, I couldn't look at anybody else other than the driver. <laughs> I don't know, Foods, Foods has done that yeah, mad. Like, yeah, so, uh, he probably offered the lads a can, actually. <laughs> yeah, he probably would have, yeah, yeah. But, um, he was, yeah, he was, I was interviewed on the radio then after from yeah. LMFM, I think he was saying, geez, this is true, it's a broken day. So. <laughs> Uh, he, oh, great, uh, great I remember story. the story yeah that's true I was I was 
I don't know if I was living up here then or not. I probably was, but if I were going to the airport, the plane mm. in Dublin, sometimes I'd just go down and stay in the house in Dublin, you know, yeah, the yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. So, so I wasn't on, on the bus to see it, but <laughs> um, yeah, I remember hearing that story. It was ended up everywhere. But that that's that's what makes Dundalk great, isn't it? Those moments, yeah, that little things like, like that. The real Irish moments, yeah, aren't they? yeah, it's just, brilliant. It's brilliant. But it's a small town, and that's what, like that's why it's kind of surreal that like the hype and, and everything. It, it's unbelievable because it's as close as I ever got to my dream in terms of being a footballer. Yeah, yeah, and all that Premier League sort of thing, yeah. you know, and especially in two thousand sixteen. Yeah, uh, when we done that, but um, you're sort of like, but you're no different than anyone else yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. we live in the same street or you know and all, yeah, all they yeah, do is yeah. kick a ball about and stuff yeah. like that I, uh, but like, I, I spent most of my career unfortunately over in, in the UK so I kind of came up watching Dundalk from from afar you know I was, yeah. I was always tuned in but I was living in London at the time this was 2014, 15, 16 and I used to go to all the games. I'd go to Arsenal one day. I go, I I go to Stamford Bridge the next. I go. To, we used to live in Fulham, so I was just around from yeah, Craven so College. Cool. I used to go there a lot, um, and went even Brentford games and things like that. And Brentford was a good good ground to go yeah. to. But I remember coming back and going out with foods one Friday night, down sitting in the sheds. We were playing Sligo, uh, Sligo at home, and one two nil, and it was the best atmosphere the best game I've ever been to and I was like here's me going around London top teams Premier League teams League One teams Championship teams and this has been on my doorstep and when it's for, when it's your when you it's know? your team, it's your town. Oh, it's but it was it was incredible. We were jumping, we were hopping, like the lads were winning. Like it was the whole town was it, I came back like I, I didn't expect it to be honest. You yeah, know yeah, like yeah. obviously I've been following from afar but um you just don't really understand the pull of the town, really. Well, don't that's you? exactly it. Like, sure, like I'm from Dublin, and you know, I met a girl up here. Like, and the more I was up here, and her family's obviously big Gaelic family in town and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. And uh, the more I got to experience the town, and I'm just like, Jesus, yeah. like it's it's football mad. Like, yeah, I, I, used, I used to fly back then to get a few games <laughs> yeah, on a Friday yeah. night. I've been running. Everyone running else flying overseas, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going the other way. But yeah, and it's, that's what's, that's what's, what's beautiful about it is that, you know, it's a small town and it's, it's yeah. a one club town and, um, in Dublin it'll get lost in terms of multicultural areas. Yeah, You yeah. know, like, down Kilmaine, I mean, Chicago, where Pats are and, they get their core crowd, but there's such a massive population around them, but it's not a lot of people's yeah, local yeah, club. Yeah. Well, it's the local club where they're there now, but um, it just gets lost a bit. So towns like Derry and Sligo and yeah, Dundalk yeah, and old, uh, Cork, when, Cork when they're doing well, you yeah. know, um, you always want, that's why you always wonder about Galway, like why they're done, but there's too many sports playing and yeah, then they're big Salt Hill. Yeah. But um yeah, it's uh, it's it's mad like that. Like sure. Yeah, it's just I suppose to, like from my point of view, it's just coming up and I used to play obviously against Dundalk and Mono and it was Thursday nights. Yeah. And they were nuts to bonkers, like, I remember, <laughs> yeah. like and they battered us a couple of times, I can remember a three 0 win in the shed. Yeah. Absolutely jammed to the rafter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, I can't wait till we get and back. And the to abuse, that. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I had this or whatever. I was like, oh, I'm from Dublin. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sucked. But I remember thinking, geez, that's some some atmosphere, you know, on a Thursday yeah. night. You wouldn't get it in many, many League of Ireland places. Um, and so good. And yeah, see those days, like, see that night, 
we back Cork that yeah, yeah. and with the extra stand behind and that yeah. like, that's just you remember, probably, remember the scenes everybody running on the pitch and nah, like oh, it was it was nearly everybody to me wanted. because everything after that lovely was unbelievable nights yeah. after but that's like I suppose the first win the first thing yeah. it's like a cup final for the league when like when do you ever get a chance yeah, for that yeah, in front yeah. of your own fans yeah yeah um, yeah the feeling of that was just ridiculous and then since then like you said we're winning and it's just yeah. spiralling uh, <laughs> the other side of it is small ground and you hear everything when you're on the pitch <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's plenty of uh, plenty of fans have their cards marked with players let me yeah, tell you that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here Brian you've been you've been off injured now for the last couple of weeks and I've been up watching the games and I can hear the abuse you're shouting at some of the players <laughs> I'm not shouting abuse though. <laughs> uh, uh, that's normally going through the ref actually to be fair yeah oh, the refs these days are just, <laughs> you won't go now but um, yeah it's funny look because I might go quiet and then you hear one fella yeah. <laughs> we'd have some laugh in the dresser because we'll repeat it to whoever it was at or something yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and stuff like that but um, yeah, yeah like I said they're just they're passionate about um, passionate about the town and about the team and yeah, um, we understand that's why you know someone find it hard now um, yeah. because you know it's unfree since it's not success for years but that's just football and you know you take the good with the bad and of course, yeah. it's like with anything um you know, you just knuckle down, you work hard and you try right the wrongs and get out of it sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. But um And going going back just to that A said Alkmaar game, so obviously you were you're one nil down, Steve O'Donnell gets sent off yeah. um sixty minute and then um I suppose Kilduff comes up with eighty ninth minute and and slots at home. Yeah, what's just the, was, what's the kind of feeling there or how's uh, like it's ridiculous because and, like, and how many fans were at that game? That's a that I was, think we had about a thousand over there. Yeah, um, yeah, they were they stayed in Amsterdam and <laughs> made a few days of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. There's yeah. a few stories we can't put on here that I heard. Saw foods for a couple of days <laughs> after that. Anyway, he was over there. But um, yeah, the feeling is just just ridiculous. Like Gary Rogers nearly put someone in their grave as well. Like so, yeah. you've that emotion running through, yeah, yeah, <laughs> running yeah. through the the game as well and. Um, yeah, to to go there and compete and like we played so well. Yeah, like that yeah. first half we played, they came flying out at us as well. You wouldn't like, have thought really like oh, we, you were underdogs. You were there to compete and oh, we played so you were well. Going blow for blow, nearly. David McMurray, Vlad the year before. Yeah, was, he was playing villain. Was in the team of the uh, team of the World Cup, like you yeah, know the best yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. David McMurray's running down the side <laughs> of that. I'm looking up, slotting the ball down. Davy's chuffed him. I'm looking, <laughs> laughing, going, "What's going on here?" <laughs> you know. Um, and then yeah, and then the same with myself. Like I, like I said, you know your strengths and weaks. So you know when you play well, you know when you don't. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I'm in the middle or coming towards the end of the first half, and I'm just I'm going, who the hell am I here? Like I'm having a storm, or you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. later in the group we we'll find out the opposite side. Yeah. Of that. I'm a stinker, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's a real feeling because, like I said, we you know, I'm no different to anyone, yeah, yeah. anyone else. Just kick a bit of letter. But the other thing is, I remember we that's not a level we're accustomed to. Yeah, of course, yeah. So when it's going good, it's it's good, but you still have to deal with all this attention throughout the whole country. Yeah, and always on this stuff like that. And for a lot of lads, that probably would have been. Oh, it's it's alien to, all, to, yeah. to all of us. It was yeah. alien sort of thing. Um, and then like when it was going bad, like say when I'm making a mistake, yeah, you know, yeah. to let to a goal, like Jesus, the other side of it. Um, 
it's you know it was I remember thinking to myself like I'm on a few hundred quid a week here playing against lads on like Witzel on yeah yeah what, 20 know? 30 grand yeah at least you know he's been sold for 30 million and <laughs> yeah yeah and you're like they're all on this mega money and then you think of Premier League you can see what a Premier League football is. I remember thinking to myself that maybe this is a bit drastic because I was so down in the, down in the dumps that like, I didn't want to open my door and see anyone because you know I thought I'd let myself down everyone down there. I was like I can see why they get paid so much because Premier League football is, I can't imagine they can step outside the door. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. like the whole sort of like and that was I remember like at one stage thinking that thinking Jesus. Um, yeah, the pressure that just yeah. comes with And the other thing is like, we were playing was it 10 games in September and 8 in October or vice versa like yeah. it was we didn't train yeah. we just went game to game to game to game you know yeah, only a few players would change like it wasn't a massive massive squad um, that's why I suppose the slow start 2017 yeah um, a few lads injured uh, a few lads just the body fatigued yeah like Roman Finn went to Rovers and he didn't play for the first three yeah, or four true, months actually. Yeah, same yeah. thing he does yeah. go Osteoarthritis or osteopubis or whatever it is, um, which is an overuse injury. It's inflammation yeah. of the pelvis. Um, and about three lads had that because the Jeez. demands were just. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose it's okay if you're kind of brought up through that, you know, that English system, say if you're in the Premiership or in Championship play, player, mm. you're kind of going for two games a week at least, really nearly, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, well, the Championship, you, you play that many games, I suppose. Yeah. But, uh, but the thing is, we were we were playing games to win a league, and then we were playing European yeah, games. Yeah. So the intensity and the level is up from what we play here, of like course, miles yeah, and miles yeah. up. You know what I mean? Whereas you know you're playing championship, you're playing that standard every week. Now, I'm not saying it's easier. I'm just saying, yeah, for course, us, yeah, the jump was that big that that's where the intensity probably killed a lot yeah. of people and all the travel. You know, to Russia, you're coming back from Russia, you're going to come find the next day. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, after, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's huge. Then a trip to Israel and. Bad stuff, sort of thing. But listen, it's it's you know it's I suppose lately I've been injured, so you're sort of looking back. You get time to look back. I never before looked back on stuff. It's like right when I retire, you know. I think yeah, of course. Yeah, injured now. You sort of you want to think of the good times and the same yeah. thing. You know why I'm doing the work to get back now. Um, not saying I'll be in the Europa League now. <laughs> you know, 36, 37. You never know. Yeah, but oh yeah, didn't yeah. think I'd be there last year, but um. Yeah, but uh, it's only yeah when you look back you think Jesus like yeah yeah as a, as a club we, was, yeah. as a club no right to be there let's yeah, be honest yeah 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 absolutely no right to be there as a club and that's why you wait for I have what they have in place like it's yeah it's, yeah yeah for all the big clubs to make and that's why the new structures in it's even harder yeah you know yeah. like Rovers they play I should play what is today Tuesday they play tomorrow night yeah uh, Champions League if they don't win the Champions League first round they drop into your river. Yeah, yeah, straight away. But yeah, they go yeah. into the champions part. So they're playing champions over there. Yeah. So other leagues. So it could be a tougher if they don't win the first tie, it could be a tougher route to the to the conference group stage. Yeah. Than yeah us because yeah. we're seeded for the first three. Now I don't know what champions are in and that sort of thing. But um but like I said, they're they're looking for, you know, more slots for the bigger teams. So yeah. um yeah, teams like us and there's a couple of other teams that did it. Sort of upset the apple cart yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's great when it happens, isn't it? Jeez, yeah. isn't it? But like, yeah, you can only laugh about it, though. Yeah, when yeah. Like when you think about but it, you know that 2016 squad must have been the strongest and most cohesive group because of everything that you've gone through and like you were pulling each other through it. And I'd say that that really made 
you know, yeah, yeah, success well, that just I, went I on and like achieved, you know, brilliant group of lads, like, yeah, you know, a few, good few of us have been there a few years with each other, lads yeah. that came in, fitted the, fitted the mold, like, um, yeah, and it was just, it was deadly crack, like, yeah, the, the yeah. laugh you'd have on, on the away trips, yeah, the planes <laughs> and in the hotels and, like the night before, the the house in Belfry wasn't wasn't kept too well, but like <laughs> Mounts, Hogs, Stevie, I don't know if Higgy was in there and someone else that once Paddy Barrett was in at one stage, so he would have been there then. Yeah. Um, like that was that was a go crack that house. But they'd have, <laughs> so, yeah. they'd have uh, biscuits or tea biscuits the night before sort of thing so like you want to see that house the night before games they'd have yeah, yeah. and the sweets and all whatever right but then when you're on the away trips it ended up being like nearly most of the team piled into one hotel room really yeah and the crack just flying around you know but that's that's the camaraderie you want isn't it yeah Do you know everybody's in it. it together and yeah what is it, it does it I'll be honest you know a bit of a difference to it now sort of thing yeah yeah of course makeup. But, but it's so hard to get that sort of but sure Steve, Stephen was building that from 2013-14 you know, yeah. you're talking well, about that's that's what I mean. 16, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, I suppose. It's one of a million shots sort of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, you could, well, maybe only Steven could do that, you know, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Like, but I can't imagine many, many managers would like, or yeah. could. But yeah, we'd have some, some laugh and some crack. And yeah. uh, you look back, like, you see at the cup finals, the teams for last, well, not last year, but you see like the cup, 20 years ago, cup final team or 10 year, cup final winners. Yeah, yeah. Being rolled out. You know, it's a thing. I can't wait for that in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in 10, 15 years or five <laughs> years or whatever it is because the way it is and the way we just kept striving for success, we never sort of, even when Stephen was leaving, we never had a, yeah, you know, a, a, just a little get together for that and because it was always just... On to the next one. Right, well, that's that, that's football and that's how I yeah, was as yeah. well. Like, Richie left, Boiler left, Hogs yeah. left, Thing left. You so you know the the sum of the collective, you know, yeah. is more important than what, and we always did, and it was the same. So the, for me, I had to even convince myself as well. Like when Steve was gone, that's that is football, yeah, and yeah. that's that's life. Parcel of shit life. happens. You get on with it. Yeah, you know, if you do well, that's what's going to happen. And and when you like like the players that you're talking about there are moving on, and you're talking about Boiler and and Horgan going over to Preston, and obviously Jamie McGrath moving on and. Um, McLenny even went over to Oldham, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he was over to Oldham. Um, Hoover went up, went over to Oxford, wasn't it? And yeah. Like when when you're looking at all these players going, are you in the back of your head? Is is there? Did you have any offers over there, or were you were you kind of thinking, oh, maybe maybe my time's coming soon as well, yeah. or were you kind of? Oh, I was the old man of the group. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah. So we hit. I have to steady the ship here. And I no, it's just just that. Um, just that, like, you know, it's realism. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Mrs. sometimes tells me I'm too negative, but I tell her I'm just realistic. There's no point in trying to be positive about something or, you know, yeah, paying something yeah, up yeah. that it's not. I was 30 then, yeah. that year. You know, why would you invest in, you know, sort of thing, and, and played at that level and stuff like that. So obviously there's a little, there was a couple of little whispers of, you know, something. And then the year before, um, the team in America, Right, uh, we're interested in a big city and that sort of thing. And sort of half contemplated it because I'd never got to travel and never got to do J one and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I sacrificed yeah. for me a few hundred quid for yeah, part time yeah, football, yeah, yeah. chasing this dream 
all my mates were into rail around Europe. They were doing J1s over in the States. They were in Australia yeah, yeah. for a year. They did through Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam. They're doing all this stuff and traveling. You sort of miss out um, on all of that. Yeah. Um, so then I was thinking, you know, maybe, and that was the end of 2015. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm lucky. I said, no, I'll stay for here. <laughs> yeah. Apart from it was business, like, you know, at the basketball class and that. Yeah, and you were kept I was just things. keeping them taking over and then hopefully growing, you know, when I retire or for after football. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, if you leave, you're, you know, might be for a year and then you're coming back, you know, a few steps back. So. And then after, after kind of Stephen left, what was kind of obviously Vinny stepped up, so it wasn't there wasn't a huge shift necessarily, was there? Or no, 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 there wasn't. It was you know, and same, you won the league, same dressing room. You had yeah, Vinny who'd been there before. You had Higgs who'd been there before. You yeah. had Stevie and the coaching staff who'd been there before. Um, yeah, so it's you know just motored on the way. Yeah, yeah, the way it did. Just kind of carried through. Yeah, and then we ended up. What's that the year? I'm trying to think. We had a little rocket to start, I think. Pats yeah. and Sligo. Wasn't that in the Pats game? Uh, we lost one nil, and then we lost to Sligo. We were brutal. Yeah, brutal. yeah, yeah. Um, that was Vinny's first game, Sligo away, wasn't it? No, this was, was this was a, um, I don't know how long into the season, but, um, but we had a little sort of rock and that. Yeah. And, uh, oh, that's right, Sherry, didn't Rovers leap, leap ahead and, that's what was it early early doors everybody was saying yeah. the league's I'm already sorry. won no I think that was the that was the next year though. was it was that 19 so, um, yeah 19, yeah, that was 19. Yeah, so this yeah. was 18 I'm trying to think I can't even remember my years anymore <laughs> oh that was that would have been yeah Stephen only left in that was uh, right sorry you were right yeah, yeah Stephen yeah. left after 18 yeah. yeah so that was right yeah so we had a little bit of a rock then and we ended up was it 13 points behind or 8 points behind and then yeah. it was a 21 point swing so yeah, 13 yeah, yeah. we ended up 8 ahead and that was by the the mid-season break we yeah. bet them I think it was the first game after the break we bet them 1-0 we didn't particularly play great Cannon scored the winner and uh, we were you're flying then yeah you know and as you're going on I suppose you got the captaincy Stephen gave you the captaincy um, when would that was 16 was it uh, no so Stevie would have been captain and he got when um, he got injured then so he got know, injured yeah when he was injured, injured I was yeah. captain so Stevie was club captain and I was yeah. you know on the pitch he wasn't Twice on the pitch so yeah. I'd have the armband um, and then I'm trying to take yeah Stephen left in 18 and then I stayed as captain then for for nineteen yeah. and uh then it changed yeah, I'm trying to think it twenty. Yeah uh, again. So yeah. So for Stephen had you know, Stephen was I suppose after O'Donnell. Yeah, um, yeah. It was him and then it changed again after that sort of thing. So And what's um what what was it what was the big shift then? So obviously we all know what happened with Finney's obviously done won the league, done well, and then hit a little bit of a blip and you know, fell out of favour with the owners, lost his job basically, and the Italians came in and I suppose everything kind of just snowballed from there really for, for a little while, wasn't it? Yeah. Um obviously I can't, you know, go into too much on that. Of course, yeah, it's yeah. Gaffer now and um you know, it's the club I'm at now, sort of thing. But that's like I said, that's football and you yeah. know it's a, it's an easy game from the stand or it's easy from thing like it's it's not easy to 
to implement stuff and do stuff, no matter yeah. how easy some people make it look. Of course, yeah, um, yeah. You know, it always looks easier than it actually is. So, uh, yeah, and football, like it changes in an instant. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's it's up in the head as well, majority of the game sort of thing. So, yeah, there's loads of dynamics, loads of changes, loads of different stuff. Um, yeah. I can only speak from from players' point of view, you know, sort of thing. And, um, yeah, it's I suppose it's it's a confidence thing, you know. Yeah, it's, of course, yeah. And that's you know the environment you're in and the environment you create and for yourself, you know. Yeah. Um, in terms of your headspace and how your mentality is going in for everything, but um, one thing can can just lead to another with bad results. Like yeah. you, like we say, look at Liverpool, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we yeah. had a little bad run, but. Um, it's it's I know people say Jays look at the league form and then we go and get into Europa League. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. I completely like I said, she won the other or yeah, she won the other four. Yeah. Um and then I suppose understand where fans come from when they say, How can you be doing that in Europe and we're putting in, you know, good performances and then yeah. think. But um yeah, it's listen, it's still still it's a, a long way season to go and it seems like Finney's back now and it's kinda there seems to be a bit of Stability back in the team, a bit, bit more in the squad now as well. And, you know, we've, we've been up and down a bit and we get to, to see it. And every, every seems in good form. You know, there's the, yeah. the lads are great, to be honest. There's a good bunch up there. And, um, you know, they're, they're all very down to earth. Oh, yeah. You know, completely. Which kind of struck us from, from the start going in. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, like I said, like perception. There's a nice culture in there. Yeah. Perception know. first. Perception is, is one thing from the outside and actually no one what people are like and who they yeah. are is a different thing a completely different thing like and yes I see that my whole career especially at Dundalk here because there's so much interest in yeah, yeah. players and people is that I uh, you know people say this about someone that about someone they couldn't be further from them sometimes yeah yeah exactly um, yeah. so that's grand that's people want to make up not make up but people want like if you've got this sort of hope that things are going to go good, you're going to be thinking positive and saying, oh, well, it's turning the corner now. Yeah. If you've got your head the other way going, ah, oh, everything's a load of crap. Yeah. You know, you're going to take the negatives out of a performance sort of thing. Yeah, and, yeah, and dwell exactly, on that yeah. sort of thing. So, um, and I understand that completely, that's football. But like, I suppose on all that stuff, you know, in the last year, it's something that time yeah. will show what it was or what caused it. Like that, even like I'm only understanding stuff that maybe I thought I was in the right of, say, five or six years ago. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, well, that's how I saw it then, but maybe it wasn't like that to someone, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, of course, yeah. So you reflect on it in time to come, and, you, and I suppose, and you'll know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, know yeah, then, sort of thing. Go, yeah. So, um, but listen, let's hope that, you know, now, like you said, it's a good atmosphere, good culture. Yeah. Um, it's just about getting results and, build on performances but results Get are the through. most important thing at the moment yeah absolutely um, before we used to be we used to know our performance would bring a result of course yeah, so, yeah but it's a different story now we're in a different situation now yeah and that's what people have to understand yeah we're and not it's not the exact team it was say three or four years ago so it is what it is yeah yeah right people doing their best trying to get the best out of Everton um, and get back to where we were yeah but that doesn't happen in a click of a finger um and that's the that's just being it takes bluntly time honest with people. yeah that's but like shit happens and you have to get on with it yeah. and um it's not just an instant fix so yeah. 
I was I was talking to talking to a few guys just at mass the other day, and um, it just kind of it just kind of came up, and I was like, geez, if we had lost a head chef, a restaurant manager, uh, a couple of our mm. key key, yeah. key members of the team, the service would be would be terrible in Roxalt, you know, and yeah. there'd be it w- it would take me six months to a year maybe to build up that culture again and get the mm. right people in and get the right fit. But they for, then for have the to get team. that rapport with your customers yeah. to actually know them, so they have to have repeat. You know, dealers exactly. with those customers yeah, to, yeah. Have, to have the read of their character. You know, like you have a laugh with someone else coming in, you know, someone else won't have the same sort of humor. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah, that's, yeah. that's what good staff does in front of the house and stuff like that. So, like you said, it's it's that much change. And it's also, uh, like if you imagine the other way around in terms of that, you sold a business. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And different people come in and they say, right, we're doing it this way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. then it's the same staff they have to change custom their way and learn thinking. and stuff like that and stuff like that takes time as well so you've got a bit of both um, and like I said it's not anyone's fault that's just football yeah, you, yeah, you have no God given right to win any game you yeah, know exactly. yeah, if it yeah. is like that it's boring <laughs> yeah, 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 you know yeah. it's predicted there's no point yeah. they have the best team we'll put them first they have the second you know yeah, 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 sort of yeah, thing there's yeah. no point and we all love when when the underdog wins when it's not our team that is yeah, the, yeah. the favourite in the game sort of thing so and look um, Brian, not to not to keep you much longer but um, I suppose look you're you're what 30 34 now you're you're, you're probably starting to think of what's so next I think what age yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking around going, no no I'm, uh, yeah I'm 35 at the end of the year yeah, yeah so I suppose you're you're in a good position I, I, like I suppose there's a lot of things people don't really maybe think of when, when you're coming through the ranks, you're always thinking of football. Like you were saying, all you you were focused on was your footballing career and building mm. that up and building that up. And probably as you're coming through your 20s and your peak time, that's all you can really be focused on. Um, but then I suppose a lot of, a lot in football is, is short-lived. Uh, you know, in this like, country as well. Like, let's be honest, it's not a proper industry. Yeah, yeah. yeah I only went full-time football, like training in the mornings when I was, 30 or 31 um, yeah you know it's not it's sometimes it's obviously we've had two year contracts and stuff like that but yeah. before that you're on one year contracts one year year, you don't yeah. know if a club's going to go bust mid-season there was every year one club going and stuff you know so yeah. um, I wish I, you know I wish I, I suppose I did put all my eggs in one basket and I just kept going with football and putting it as a priority but it came to a stage there where I was like right will I set up this business now or will I wait yeah. till after football um, and people will think it, it would distract and take from me football but if I'm honest uh, yeah I'm honest, with, I, I'm honest with myself is that yeah. the business will be doing better if I wasn't playing football yeah of course and yeah. that's yeah. that's, that's the reality myself, of it and instead of my football doing better if I didn't have the business yes yeah thing. yeah um, because football comes first yeah. Now I've managed as you learn and as you go. Um and obviously we've been closed lockdown yeah, so many, yeah, so many yeah. times for the over the period, is that I've got to a stage now where you know I have good staff and yeah, they run it and manage it. Um and I work from home or from the office and I you know, time yeah. it around football now. I'm in a place where I'm injured, but I'm still in still, there every still morning. in there every day yeah. still in there every I morning. see every time I'm in there I go in I go in first before early before the lads and yeah. get started with Danny um, 
because Danny obviously has to treat the lads that are playing and stuff like that course, or yeah, yeah. whatever the physio is um, has to treat the players so I'm like I'm not I want to get working and I want to get me work yeah, done yeah. so yeah I go in early and get treated sort of thing so again football comes first and the knee comes first uh, and we rehab and yeah a lot of people think I suppose yeah. I won't uh, put you to ask the question because like I've had not even questions but comments in terms of oh that's you done now is it and I swear to God I want to thump the head off yeah, if I'm in a bad yeah. form yeah, I'm yeah, like would you, do you know me whatsoever and they might yeah. be saying and laughing but um, be honest with you like everybody is their, their thread sort of thing yeah 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 and that's grand and I laugh one day and I go oh yeah you know what but another day if I'm not in the same form yeah. I'll bite back and that's just <laughs> yeah. the, like I said sometimes I, sh- I shouldn't I should bite my tongue and yeah, speak yeah. when I shouldn't but um, ah, to me that's it's it's just to me it's nearly insulting and I I, I understand where people are coming from with ACL it's cruciate it's used to be a career and an injury no matter what age you are especially yeah, at yeah. level um, and I'm 35 this year but oh, fuck that yeah 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 you don't want to throw it in no yeah. I'm flying I'm flying last yeah. year delighted with how I performed um, for that second half of the year last yeah. year you know when I was playing um so you're dying just to get back on the yeah. pitch and, and I was itching to get back in and that's probably I don't know whether it caused this or not I, I yeah. probably jumped back into that game too early because yeah. we were where we were and we were playing rovers and it's just wanting to yeah, try yeah. doing my bit you know Um, and, but that's how we are that's, that's how all the lads are yeah, as footballers exactly, you know yeah. you're just sort of you're eager but um, listen maybe it will come the end of the year and I'll say listen that's it but yeah, yeah. In my head right now, I'm like, no, and I'm flat out doing every bit to make this right. I'm hopefully jogging at the end of the week. Um, just waiting on one or two little markers, you know, we, we get some, yeah, yeah, of thing. course. And then we you know, right, we'll try jogging. Now, listen, it's, it's it's a slow and long process, yeah. It's a it's lonely a, process as well. I see even this morning when I was dropping the food in, you're in the gym by yourself, all the lads are on the pitch, yeah, and you know, like. <laughs> Uh, Murph, Dave Murph, that you know well here. He's yeah. He's gone from the club. I'd be close with. Um, and Danny, you say would be there sometimes, or whatever yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. So, you know, the people I'm fam- I've been familiar with the last few years are gone. So that's, I'm like, yeah, that's made it harder for me now. Yeah. You know, the last few weeks. Um, and like I said, sometimes you need this fear of not even fear. You need someone to just tell you, get yeah. on with it. And you know, go, going forwards, you know, after after you come back and would you, are you doing your coaching badges at all? Have you done anything like that? Would you like to become a manager? Or would you like to go into coaching? Or? I always thought I'd be a coach or manager. Yeah. Um, love all that side of it. Um, think, I'd, think I'd be good at it. Yeah. You know, go to people that learn more about the game, you know, yeah. and I think the biggest thing you could do is is do a management course away from football. Yeah, you can you can have a <laughs> fairly useless ma- uh, knowledge of football and be a brilliant football manager. Yeah, like, yeah. I I b- believe that you know. Yeah, it's possible because if you're a good manager, you'll know how to get the best out of people. That's yes, first and yeah, foremost. Yeah. Uh, and if you're a good manager, you're not insecure about your staff. Yeah, being better than you at, at certain things. You so you hire good staff you hire the best football coach there is out there, he's going to do the coaching. Because he's going to do the coaching better than you could do the coaching. Yeah. Right? So that's his job. He's responsible for that. The best fitness coach, he's qualified in that field. You're not. Yeah. You exactly. know, so the thing, I think that would be, to me, 
that's why I see like I remember hearing about Alex Ferguson and I don't know whether it's true or not I've read a thing before that he'd, he'd rotate his coaches looking after the first team they're taking trainings every say six weeks right okay um, and it would be so that like players aren't getting sick of the same drills and the same voice yeah, and the yeah. same thing um, you know and stuff like that sort of thing now I don't know whether that's true or not but it's a it's you know it's a it's a good sort of thing Makes because sense. people get tired of the same thing and yeah of course it's yeah. freshened up it's a different voice saying the same thing even if it sounds different um but i don't know like so like we talked about the league here and it's yeah. not an industry yeah it's not a yeah. big enough yeah. industry yeah you've um, got a family now mcbrona and bobby and i don't i haven't had a weekend off for how many years yeah you yeah. know like yeah. apart yeah. from the off season and then it's slashing rain yeah and yeah. it's christmas as well and um don't get a summer holidays you know we've got kids coming now yeah so Brona has sacrificed years you know yeah of course football yeah, yeah. First, like I said um, and I don't know whether I'll be honest with you I don't know whether I want the life doing that I don't, yeah. is the money good enough you yeah. know like my dream was to be a footballer and, and this that and that's yeah. grand like but am I taking the mick now yeah, going another yeah. level and doing that there might be that we're here I knew the kids are in school you know yeah, 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 it goes yeah. back to it goes back to winter football yeah, yeah. but I might take a little step away I listen I want to do my coaching badges but I've, I did my level one back when I was in college when I was 20 I went to do my, my B after that I could never yeah. do it and especially when I came to Dundalk I could never do it because it's always yeah, on when, yeah, we're play, yeah. when we're playing a trainer and they put some on for players and they were the first week after the season ended but sure we were always in the cup final yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could never do it. So it was a, it was a pain that way, and um, yeah. So, uh, but I, I'll do the badges. Yeah, I'll see down the line. Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe, always, maybe if, I will. If you get a phone call, something comes up. Yeah, it's just like the other thing is as well. Like the manager lifespan is yeah, short. Yeah. Right. Uh, you get even less time off because you're working the off season and that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you then get a lot of flack yeah. there's people there's an element that are never happy you know um, it's a you know it's a stressful job so is the money good enough yeah. um, if you don't do well you're gone pretty quick Yeah. if exactly. you do do yeah. well you're moving your family yeah, yeah. let's be honest yeah, there's only yeah. a few jobs in the country that are worth you know that are yeah. you look really at well Stephen paid Kenny, they've, yeah. they've moved what six seven times you know um, yeah so they've gone yeah they're Donegal Dundee yeah. Dublin here you know sort of thing so um, so there's all those factors but listen that's for down the line yeah, what I do yeah. you don't need to make you don't need to make a decision right now Brian without <laughs> I think yeah. I'm working out my head now so yeah so those <laughs> yeah, things yeah, come yeah. in but when I step away from football like you'll miss it so I probably will end yeah, up you're probably I'll end up back in coaching or something and she'll be going mad at me um, but no yeah so that's that's sort of what a head is like I yeah. said time time sort of sorts all that stuff out yeah. by itself Brilliant. Well, look, Brian, uh, I've taken up loads of your time there. Jeez, I could I could sit down and talk to you for another two, three hours, to be honest. Um, thanks so much for coming in. I really, really appreciate it. Um, what a cracker of a of a of a chat there. And thanks so much for your time and your insight and and not holding back as well. I really appreciate it. Cheers, appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks very much, Brian. Cheers. Bye.